Let's start off with a little cheers. Yeah, I was going to say. Cheers, cheers gentlemen. Thank cheers, you. Man. Hey, Tribe. We are sitting down with Little House Brewing Company here in Chester. I'm going to be speaking with Sam and Carlisle. We're going to talk a little bit about their story to learn a little bit about them because I know you guys love to drink beer. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, Happy to be here, us. man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, like I love this little quaint area that you got. Chester is like a little personal to me because I grew up about 15 minutes away from here. I remember coming down here, and especially as an adult, they got good food, good restaurants, and now they have awesome beer here thanks to you guys. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's learn a little bit about you guys. Let's hear the story of Little House Brewing, how it came about, and we're going to dive into your individual stories about you too. But uh, as co-founders, obviously you guys brew beer. I want to know, first off, why you call yourselves Little House Brewing Company. I got to throw it over to Carlisle for this one um, to tell the story of the name, but he can, he can tell it a lot better than I can. Uh, sure. Um... I mean, we were we started the idea of Little House before it was called Little House, obviously. And, you know, we knew we wanted to do a brewery. We knew we we wanted it to be a small brewery, and a you know, a, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's trippy. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts of a business owner, nonstop. It's always on the yeah. mind. There's always something <laughs> good. I love that. I love that. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, yeah, Little House Brewing, how did he become that name? Yeah, so we uh, we kind of came up for the idea of Little House before it was named Little House. Uh, we knew we wanted to do a brewery. We knew we wanted it to be a small, kind of friendly tap room. Um, we hoped we'd be on like a main street somewhere. And we had this long PDF of possible name ideas. And once we settled on the location, we decided why would we, why would we call it anything other than what it is, Little House. Yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. We had a, we had a long like running list of just like you know, you know, any, anywhere from like way too simple or just up to like really way too pretentious names like the you know, bear and to, the bind. Yeah, the bear <laughs> and the bind and tumble and essence and like you know you know craft beer can get a little pretentious sometimes. I oh think. yeah. And so uh, at some point I think and this was Carlisle that really realized this. We were, we we had I think we had settled on this space. And we were looking at this list, and it was one of the names, I think? It was, yeah. We had it on the list, yeah. and I I could be wrong. This is how I remember it. The reason we had it on the list was before we opened, we had built a um, half-barrel uh, pilot system mm. in my grandmother's uh, greenhouse um, <laughs> in Hannah. And so we were, you know, batching recipes there. And at one point, my uncle told me he was going to tear the greenhouse down and I'd have to move the brewing stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just move it to the little house because there's a little guest house on the property. So I think that's why Little House ended up getting written on the list. And then then we found the building and it's literally a little house. Yeah, it, it felt weird to slap like any other name yeah. on this building, like, you know, to, to brand it other than just calling it what it is. It's funny that you say that too, because it's like buying furniture in a house, right? Like you could buy like when you move, you're like, oh, I'm going to keep all this furniture. But then you move to that new house and you're like, this furniture does not fit. <laughs> so it seems like you need to like visualize that space, see yeah. that feel. And all of a sudden you go, that makes sense. I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to 
total little house it fits it's a little house it exactly goes off of something that's like an emotional connection to that ties into that like you know growing up or a certain time of your life uh, I just think that's really really awesome and it, it, t- it tied in well with the, the whole idea because we were also trying to come up with the brand itself and what does the logo look like what does and calling it little house our logo is the building like it's it's the brewery that's yeah. it simple right? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. super easy we didn't have to like come up with a cool we're i mean this will probably come up later but we're really lazy is what it yeah. is <laughs> you know, like, you, know? We, just, you know picking a logo and a, yeah. and a building a brand name, and name and logo at the same time awesome as i'm sure you know is really difficult so it, we're it's like, it's super difficult with one stone so. you know you know whether it's gonna say you know i always look at it is it's hard to be simple it's easy to be complicated. It's easy to have these long, drawn-out names and these really intricate brand pictures and all that other stuff. And it might look cool, but mm-hmm. it's hard to be simple. So I love how simple this is um, because your beer is not simple. <laughs> it's everything but. It's very complex and has such good flavor, too. But I want to know how you guys met. You know, I'm going to go Sam. I'm going to kick off Sam on this one. Sure. So, um, so we both went to Vassar College in upstate New York. Um, where, where we met on the cross-country team. And what did you guys go to college for? Uh, I studied economics um, and, and as, a, as a minor and majored in, a, in like kind of an interdisciplinary major that covers a lot of things called science, technology, and society. It's kind of a classic liberal arts degree, right? covers mm-hmm. a bunch of different courses, and it's all wrapped up into, under this umbrella of science, technology, and society, which Carlisle did, too. Because I was lazy, and he'd already picked the major, so... <laughs> so you swallowed There you go. <laughs> and then I also had a choral sequence, so like a, kind of like a minor in studio art. Um, but, yeah. Heck yeah. So, so um, for me, like I did after, after graduating, I did use my economics minor a little bit, but really just going for that liberal arts degree, right? Like a whole bunch of everything that then you graduate and you don't know what you're going to do. That, that whole bag. Yeah, just check it off. Yeah. yeah. Got there, drank the beer. Got the degree. Got the degree. Little did you know yeah. that the drinking beer was actually crucial into what was going to work Yeah. And, and Carl, I can talk about this later, but fun fact is like uh, Vassar was founded by a brewer. Like Matthew Vassar was one of the predominant brewers in New England, like in the beginning, right? Like during colonial times, like or a little bit past colonial times. Yeah, yeah, mid-1800s. But he he made his fortune to start the college with a brewing company. Um, That's why ambassadors, the the brewers. Yeah, yeah, our our mascot was the brewers. NCAA doesn't let you have, like, a big frothy mug anymore. No, no. We were just the brewers. There used to be be a big frothy mug on, like, all the the shirts. I think the school burned all that merchandise. Yeah, it's probably not acceptable in 2021, like, uh, time frame. That's really awesome. Yeah. So you guys met in college, you guys, and then, you know, learning a little bit about you guys. You guys were on the cross-country team, is that correct? So Mm -hmm. you guys were running. Running and beer go together like fitness and beer goes together, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, so nothing, you, nothing like a cold beer, right? Yeah, like there, there's heart nothing. Heart, yeah. if, if you look at those, like it's uh, good for you. it is <laughs> obstacle course races. They always give you a beer at the end or yeah. anything like that. It's, it's it's because it's 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 nutrient rich. Like look look, <laughs> at, look at all those nutrients. I I always bring this out. I don't know if this is true or where I originally read this, but apparently runners lose chromium or something, mm-hmm. and beer has a lot of chromium from the barley. I don't I don't know what it is, but. I'm going to stick with it. You know what? That's that's it. As yeah. long as you, you should pitch that every time. Whenever too, I feel like, chromium deficient, I reach for a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, so you guys use a run cross country. And another thing that I read about is that you guys would literally talk about brewing beer. So how did it go from, cool, we're at Vassar. It's about brewing. Uh, 
and we're going to talk a little bit about you growing up. So you're a little bit like Sam. You literally were, were kind of introduced to beer, brewing beer at a younger age and kind of introduced Carlisle into that in college, even though, right? Is, it, you tell yeah. me that story? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll first say Carlisle's spearheaded, you know, in our adult, adult lives, brewing beer and like getting into home brewing beer. I grew up home brewing with my dad. I would help him out in the basement. It was his hobby. So I knew a little bit about it. And in college, I introduced Carlisle to craft beer. But it was really him who, almost like after I graduated, I was a year ahead of him, he started home brewing or you know, dorm brewing a little bit and uh, digging up you know, Matthew Vassar's recipes. And he really got into home brewing before I got back into it. You know, again, I helped my dad out, like I kind of knew a little bit about it. And you know, I, a couple times coming home from college, I'd do a batch with him, but he stopped and I didn't get back into homebrewing until I graduated. And you know, summer after my senior year I graduated, I dug up his equipment and started brewing it. So as far as my, my part with Carlisle goes, like I introduced him to you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and Dogfish Head and you know, those, were, those were his first experiences. But, but I'll let you, I'll, I'll let yeah. you you'll so, tell everybody like about, you know, you really, you know, revitalize my home brewing and your, your own first forays into home brewing by, you know, blowing up beer in your, your dorm closet. <laughs> yeah. he, he can, he can tell you, you know, and I, and I could see like in general, like you, you gave him those first couple beers. Cause we were talking earlier that like your beer was PBR, right? Yeah, Carlisle, yeah. like you were like, yeah, you know what? Just going back to that good old American beer. That's classic. That one, that blue ribbon. <laughs> uh, and then Sam comes along, guys are at a party, hands you a beer of a dogfish head or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And I just feel like you had a light bulb go off on top on top yeah, of your head, yeah. and you're like, yeah. "Wait, we're at Vassar. You wrote a thesis, which was, uh, and I don't want to screw the name up. Something against the grain was. Yeah, it? I, yeah I, I called it brewing against the grain. Yeah, brewing. You wrote a thesis about brewing against the grain. You looked up the old recipes, and I felt like you got that that wheel turning. Like, hey, we're gonna rock and roll on this. Like, thanks for introducing me. Let's go. Yeah. So tell me that story. Yeah. So I mean, Sam. Sam streamlined my whole college experience. <laughs> um, you know, I got to college. I was a freshman. I was a little square in high school. I didn't party. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. Nothing like a cold beer after a long run. So you know, within two weeks of being at Vassar, I had had a PBR at a team party, and uh, probably about two weeks after that, Sam was like, you know, there's more than just PBR and Jenny Cream and all that stuff. And he gave me, and I wish I could remember, but can't, either a Sierra Nevada Torpedo or a Dogfish 60 Minute. And that was that was kind of like that light bulb moment. Um, and after that, I was, you know, breaking the rules and getting people who were 21 to buy me a six pack as opposed to a 30 rack. Um, and then Sam was doing STS and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, I could probably do something kind of brewing related. What's that. STS for everyone? Science Technology Society. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, after my, f- I didn't finalize the major until so- uh, junior year, but after my freshman year, I started homebrewing because Sam had told me like, oh yeah, you can like homebrew. And so I started doing that on my parents' kitchen stove. Um, did a little there. Uh, I'd mainly do it on like summers and when I was home for um, winter break, stuff like that. Um, but come junior year, I had decided I was going to do Science Technology Society, and I I was already talking to my advisor, and I could 
write a thesis on the history of craft beer, looking at craft beer as a socially driven technology. Um, and so how society kind of paved the way for craft beer to come back after um, the history of beer in America. Uh, and I also did an independent study senior year with um, five other seniors. Uh, so there's you know, one that, beer and a six pack for each of us. What was, I was, I was going to say, is that independent study of you sitting down and drinking beer? It was, <laughs> it was exactly that. It was, so not only was I getting college credit to research beer and write a thesis about it, but I got a half credit to drink beer, <laughs> and then we tried to replicate Matthew Vassar's recipes. Um, and that's, that's, when I, awesome. that's when I blew up blew up beer in my in my uh in my um your Lathrop closet that was my that was my th closet closet at that point but oh, yeah okay. yeah blew up blew up beer and i had to go to the were you there when it blew up or were you like I was in, in bed, class yeah. I was and then it blew up I and, like someone... and i heard a pop and i was like i know what that is <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't and, I, and i had to go to the athletic banquet with all the coaches and everything like that reeking of old beer because it had <laughs> saturated like all my nice clothes so. dude so it's really funny that you talk about that entire beer blowing up. You know, I had a very small stint of brewing my own alcohol, and this was when we were in Afghanistan. So what we did is we ordered yeast online, uh, and I was like, myself and my two team members were living with the Polish for six months in there, and what they were doing is we could smell they were making vodka. Like they had a igloo cooler, like the, the yellow one. They had a little copper wire and we could smell that they were making alcohol. They called it Bimber. We always called it Bieber. <laughs> we always called it the Bieber. <laughs> the old Bieber is, uh, so they would come and bring that stuff over. My team member was, brought his tattoo gun. So he was tattooing the Polish and what they would do is they would give us alcohol <laughs> so be like Miller Dave, we didn't have a call or something going on. So he was tattooing Dang. the Polish, including like, and they were the honey badgers, the irony about this. They were called the honey badgers mechanized unit. <laughs> so he was tattooing honey badgers and phoenixes and all these other stuff. So they're bringing us alcohol. Dang. Well, we decided that we want to try and make our own. So we ordered some yeast online and we got the yeast in. We poured it into these one liter bottles. Then what we did is we filled it up with uh, the juice that we took from the chow hall on base, like they would steal all the bread. The Polish would literally steal like a full loaf of bread for their mead, for their, their still. We would take the juice boxes, we would pour them in. Then what we did is we took an IV tube to off gas into the water bottle. And, and what juice, like you say juice, but like what kind of juice? Like, I'm so curious. Every, all kinds of juice? Well, so it, Just like everything. you got your hands on, I'm sure. So yeah, we, we couldn't go in there and grab 20 of them at a time because they're always like take two, you know, and it was like this little tiny chowl that like fed 150 people that are on this little tiny outpost and stuff. Um, so we would take, we, what we try to do is compile all the same juice. So we would take like um, apple juice, we would even take Gatorades. We make out. We made alcohol out of Gatorade as well too. Uh, anything that I mean, we can that's get. That's the ultimate sports drink. I know, right? Like maybe that's what got you into it. Like and booze. I gotta ask, like, what was the best out of all, like the you know apple juice or Gatorade? Like, what what Gatorade wasn't? I, I mean, at the same time, when you don't drink alcohol for six months, like you don't really give a shit. So <laughs> yeah, sure. Like Gatorade works, you know. Well, was, but I mean, I mean it was just simple. Like, it was like grape, like hands down. We use like grape juice was obviously the yeah. most similar to wine, but. We would have to like siphon it out after a couple weeks. We keep the yeast live oh. and then we would just refill it. But one thing that we happened is the first time we tried it, and just like you, like learning the lessons that don't, people don't realize, is that we would end up taking in some of the yeast and drinking some of the yeast. 
and it was the absolute worst hangover I have ever felt in my life, especially in like 115 degrees. Like, dang, you're already sun, dehydrated. You're dehydrated. You have the sun that is just like literally blasting you in your face. Man. And it was the absolute worst hangover. So we learned that we had to, instead of like pouring the wine out and hoping that we stop with the yeast, we went to the old school way of getting the siphon and literally siphoning it out to keep that like active yeast going. But it was a, that was my entire stint of brewing, home I mean, brewing. You were basically doing what we do, just on a yeah. you know different different liquid, smaller scale, like. The fact that you guys like reuse the yeast, like that brewers do that today. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I applaud you. Man. Yeah, I, I, I'm you. ready to hire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you I start? will be the taste tester. Yeah. I, like, I can clean and I can taste test. <laughs> That'll be it. I, I, That's but, all I do. So. You know, yeah. one thing I want to talk about is how did this go from a dream and then turn into a reality? And I know that it's not an easy, simple question. Yeah. And I know kind of like, so the, you kind of got out of college, you went into marketing and, and retail and, and a high level marketing, I would say analytics and all that other stuff. You went back to Minnesota, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously are from, which we didn't even talk about, you're actually from Chester. Yeah. So you kind of graduated and in that process, you got a job which was kind of pushing this. So I'm going to let Carlisle like kick that in and then we'll, we'll pull that, tie that in. So how did it go from, you got out of college, how did it go from dream to reality? Yeah. So, I mean, back in college, we always kind of had this joke, if you will, that we were going to start a brewery one day. Sam graduated, went back to Minnesota. I graduated uh, May, 2014. And by July, I was uh, starting an apprenticeship at Coffer Brewing Company over in Pocketon. Um And we were buddies, we were, you know, in touch, and so uh, I'd be like texting with Sam, and I'd be like, I just brewed like 47 barrels of beer. And like, cool, I just bought a million dollars worth of bath towels. And I'd be like, cool. Um, and it just kind of went on Pretty like that for a while. And then I was working a bunch of other part-time jobs at that point, and... Um, about a year went by, I think, and I got offered a full-time brewing position at Cottrell. And then I kind of, so I did that, and then I worked my way up to head brewer. And by then, I was feeling pretty good about, like, oh, you know, I think I could actually open my own place at some point down the road. Um, and Sam was deep back into home brewing at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I should say, like, I did not want to continue working in the industry I was working the in. The corporate like, world. I, yeah, I mean, like, it, it was, it, I, I don't think anyone sane really loves it. I, I mean, agree, but the money's good. Yeah, and the money's good, and, like, I think back to it now, of course, like, it was stable and all, and all that stuff, but, like, I, I personally, beyond all that, just, it was not a good fit for me. Like, it's being in the office world, like, wearing a suit every day, like, it was not good for me, and at the same time, I'm spending my nights, like, homebrewing in my parents' basement, you know, a few, you know, 20 minutes outside of, of Minneapolis, and Carlisle here is fucking, you know, I'm not sure if I should swear. <laughs> yeah, so you go right ahead. You can but, drop uh, whatever bombs I mean, you want. Wait, no, but, you know, Carlisle's fucking brewing 40 barrels of beer. <laughs> you know, and he's, I, here I have like a good friend from college who's, who's you know, he, he, he knows how to brew commercial beer. And I'm tickering away, like trying to like brew four different batches of Kolsch in a row and trying to get them to be as best as I could be. Like, I think that's really when the sparks started to light off Mm -hmm. like you know and and i think at the same time carl can speak to this but like you know you you didn't want to work in you know a 
production yeah. brewer position yeah. I knew for, how some, to, yeah. for somebody else for the rest of your life. I knew I knew how to make wort. I could produce wort on a large scale. Pre-fermented could, beer. Yeah, thank you for clearing for um, people who don't know. I could, you know, I could do all the cellar work. I could do, I could, I could produce beer, but I wasn't, yeah, I could. wasn't making my own recipes. I wasn't like, it, I was brewing somebody else's beer. Yeah. And I knew like, okay, this is fun, but it's not what I want to do for my entire life. I don't want to brew beer for somebody else my whole career. Yeah. And at that point I didn't know like, oh, well, two years time, it'll be your own brewery. Uh, but I knew I wanted it to be my career. I wanted to be in the brewing industry. Um, and my dad, uh, he started his own business when he was out, uh, soon out of college. And, and so I'd always had like family support if like I wanted to try my own thing. My parents weren't going to be like, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't. Like, um, that's good. Which is awesome. You know, I'm super fortunate and privileged to, to have that. Um, and Sam and I, the conversation just kind of started getting more and more serious. It went from it went from being like, "Oh, this is this is cool," like, mm-hmm. to we could actually do this. Uh, and Sam came out and visited a number of times. Mm-hmm. We uh, homebrewed together at that point. We we had the the brewing system that I mentioned earlier um, at my at my grandmother's, um, and we started first kind of just like loosely looking at properties and then there was one visit in particular in uh march of 2016 sam came out for a long weekend we went to a bunch of breweries and then we also homebrewed like three batches of beer in like one day or something yeah, it was like a marathon it was a marathon yeah damn it was like 14 hours or something yeah, it, was, um, it was a lot it was a lot that's we, the thing about beer yeah. too is it doesn't matter how much you're making generally speaking like it still takes around the same amount of time whether you're making five gallons or 40 gallons or you know 140 gallons yeah. and for one day but and at the end of that trip um we decided that we were just going to come look at this building just mm-hmm. for fun just to see what it would be like yeah i knew the um the previous owners and been on the market for a while, and it would be like, okay, well, like, figure out what it's like to look at a building, yeah, like, see what it's like, what that entails, even. And we and we walked in the front door, and we we're like, okay, the bar goes here, we cut out the floor here, the tanks go there, yeah. And Sam like got on the airplane, and <laughs> I mean, we just wanted to do it so yeah. so badly, like, and I think even before that, at the the pool house, which is. Um, Lyle's grandma's, you know, tiny little shed next to the pool in, in, in East Haddam. Like, we even thought briefly about trying to see if that could work. Can we yeah. get, like, a, you know, a, a brewer's license or a, whatever it is, a brewer's permit for that location and just make, like, very small batches yeah. of beer? Like, could, what, what do we have to do to make it legal for people to come and pick up growlers at this place? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's, you know, that very clearly wasn't going to work and obviously your grandma didn't want like people lining up like oh, the yeah. shed yeah. behind her house Nana, Nana would have had a fish she would have been you know shaking her <laughs> yeah she would have um, <laughs> and, and scaring away your people yeah. that are yeah, trying yeah, to get we would have no yeah you should be like yeah. get the hell off my property yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't come and say hello to me before you don't mess the that's, that's right you don't mess with grandma you know at the same time she'll probably cook you a full meal and welcome you to the house but if you don't you know if you don't say hi she's going to beat you off that property right exactly and I think this is where uh, bringing back the whole like laziness thing like I, I like to say that like we looked at we talked about starting a brewery and what we wanted it to be and where we might need to look quite often but we, we never really went and did it until this first time and 
it was I, I, I don't know, a weird brand of laziness where we were like, all right, well, like, this is kind of all those things. Like this, this, yeah. like we looked at each other like this, this kind of could work. Like could work. we it, could it put the tanks the boxes, there. Like, yeah. And, um, I don't know, the rest is kind of history. Like we just started working from that point. Like, and there's not a lot of ways that you could, with the layout of this building, even, you know, you, could, you couldn't put the tanks in the front. Like yeah, this you had to, this is, if someone else came in back then and was like, I want to start a brewery, it probably would have looked layout wise very yeah. similar. So the building with both the brand and like the equipment mm -hmm. did a lot of the work for us. Yeah. I'd like to say. You know, I always find it interesting too, because like once you hit that point, like there's, like you have that passion for brewing beer, right? The same thing that I have a passion of like trying to teach movement. And it's the same process that I went through entirely different with fitness though. You know, I was like, where do I go? I'm looking at these different places and they're all kind of like wishy-washy. I'm like, this is possibly, this is possible, this is possible. And then once you like have that, have that moment hit and you're like, you know what, actually let's do this. It becomes like this incredibly organized, chaotic stack of like, cool, what do we need to do? I don't know, town hall. Okay, what do we do at the town hall? Hey, I want to open a brewery. Oh, right, well, you got to go on the state and register for this and get to this and this. And all of a sudden, you don't have a clue what's going on, but you're getting it all done, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, I don't know what the next step is. Let's go ask these people. And it becomes this, like, mission for you guys, and it just not never stops. And then once you get your, your feet into the ground and you build this place up and you build your little house up, then it's like, okay, cool. Now we got to brew beer. Cool. Let's go do this. Now we need to open our doors and we got to set a timeline and we got to put their messaging out and then we got to try this stuff and then it just forever goes and it's yeah. just this never ending journey, right? Yeah. The passion never ends. And going from that corporate world, which I, I feel I've, I've been in that, especially that's what happens. The corporate world, they dangle that dollar and they're like, listen, I know your life sucks and you're miserable, yeah. but there's a lot of money right here. And you're this like, you really know what? I'm going to take that because I can. And I get that too. And a lot of people live that, but chasing that passion of like, like what you guys have, you have to give up the stability. You have to give up the security of a safe job, a guaranteed paycheck and hustle. That's what you guys have had to do. And you guys had to hustle since, since the time that you go, let's do this to the time that you are at now. And when you think about that, the same way I thought about it, you're like, oh, this is not going to be bad. No one understands what you have to go through to run your own business until you run your own business, right? Yeah. Like yeah. no one has a clue of the amount of stuff that the work that you have to put in that's done under the table, all, you know, off the, and I don't mean this illegally. I mean, under the table as in people don't see off the books as people don't see, mm -hmm. they come and they go, wow, this is a really nice brewery. You guys make really good beer. It must be a perfect life to just brew beer all day. But the reality is, is what I came in today to you. I'm like banging on your door. I'm like, hey guys, and I see you guys moving back here. I come in here, Sam, you're freaking cleaning out tanks. Carlisle, you're hauling the kegs up from the, the bottom down here and using your winch and stuff. That's the reality. You guys got boots on, there's water everywhere. Um, that's the reality. It's the stuff that people don't see, the hard work that goes into what you guys do to create this quality beer. And, and I really mean that. Like, your beer is really good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's just so in, in, entirely smooth. You know, I, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for it, for, for you guys creating such good beer so locally, but at the same time with all that like passion that you guys had, that could all come crashing down in a year, like last year. So what I want to talk is like, how'd you guys get through last year, especially, and kind of like what's up and coming into this year? Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, you can speak to it too, right? Like especially being in like a, a the, the industry that you're in, right? With like, you know, uh, ha having a gym, like it, 
it's perhaps even harder for you, honestly, but it, it was incredibly difficult. I think uh, I was just talking to someone like uh, this past weekend, it's difficult, like mentally and emotionally. I think that's, I think that's the weak points for someone who owns a small business or that often gets overlooked, right? You just mentioned it, like people don't see all the work, the 24 seven mind space um, that we have to have, or you know, headspace that we have to have running a small business. That's what's at risk when things go south. Like we can obviously keep doing the work. In fact, we might have more time to keep coming in and doing stuff, but I think that's what was hardest for us. I mean, people drinking good times and they drinking bad times. We were fortunate to be able to stay open in some capacity, although like it is a little house, so we kept the inside closed for you know up until like a, three weeks ago, um, something like that. So okay. I, I you know I, I, that for me personally, I, I think Carlisle will agree. Like it was just we were just down. We were just really yeah. really down. Like you know we're we're we, we were just outside, so we we're carrying beer to tables with personal heaters. Right, we had to be like a restaurant. We had to do table service. So. We're both out there with coats on there. Uh, you know, our staff's out there with coats on, carrying beer outside in like 20 degrees, and we're just like, this is not. Yeah. This is not what you wanted to do. This, this is, is not, not where you picture yourself. Like, why are people gonna come drink here? Why are people gonna come do this? Like, you know, drink up in a tent in a parking lot. Like, we're so fortunate for the community yeah. Yeah, and, the, was, and the, the, the greater craft beer community. It was, it was hard for us. It was hard for our staff. Um, you know, we designed this place to be. You walk in, you sit down at the bar, you schmooze with the bartender. You always said that the cheers, yeah, the right? Cheer, like the cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what we want. You want your regulars. You yeah. want to know and, what and, you and want to be like, here them. you go. Yeah. And you already know what they want. Like, and, that's and good. We're so, we're so exactly. fortunate that we have them, and we were so fortunate that we already had them when, when the pandemic hit. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. But, I mean, Sam redesigned our website overnight like we shut down we shut down uh we announced we were closing the day before the state shut everything down because we were like we can't really do this right now this is this feels wrong to be open when there's this mm -hmm. disease spreading yeah um and sam redesigned our website overnight uh we went from being a bar basically to being a online retail store and you could come pick up beer. We did that for a while, we did home delivery for a while, and then we reopened the outside come midsummer. Um, but you know, our staff, we were so lucky. Um, they weren't hired to be servers and we didn't want to be servers, but that's what we were all doing. Because um, you had to, for you guys to be open, I remember you had to serve food. We had to, to serve had food to and we had to bring too. it to the tables. Um, like, couldn't approach the bar and, and oh my god, beer. I can't even fathom and this. Like, I, I worked for several years in the food industry. I, I got out for a reason. Yeah, um, that's a nightmare. Yeah, and but we were we were just so fortunate. One that our, our staff kind of stayed with with us throughout it, and you know was putting themselves at risk, putting their families at risk, working in a in a public facing situation during a pandemic, mm -hmm. and um, and so fortunate for all of our, our, our customers. Um, our, we had regulars who were buying beer to go when they hadn't even finished the beer to go that they bought the day yeah. before. Uh, and just filling their fridge yeah. with prowlers. Just filling their fridge with prowlers. And, and I think that's what I get, like especially like, you know, I'm right next door to you guys. I'm in East Haddam, you guys are in Chester. Like there's something about a small town that you can't replicate in a big town. The people that really care about their town and care about the business in their town will always try to make them work. And I, I, 
I could go on for days about how much my clients helped me out, helped my coaches out when we shut down and and still do to this day, you know, we're still all working through this, right? Like yeah. we're, we're still finally yeah. kind of opening the doors, but still we've lost like, well, you know, I lost a bunch of members. You guys lost a bunch of clientele and time that you're doing that. Yeah. And, and at the same time, there's always people like if you truly have a passion in something and you put forth everything that you have, I, I firmly believe you keep the mindset that you will be successful. People will magically appear in your life or people that have been in your life will magically somehow make things happen. And it's not that I'm trying to rely on those people because that's not the case at all. I just continue to do the grind of what I need to do to keep my business open and magically things happen sometimes. And, 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 and someone trips and stumbles and they're like, Hey, you know what? I really wanted to do this for you guys or I want to do that. And there's no amount of thank you that I could ever give to those people. Just like the same of your clients that we're buying beer even when they weren't out to make sure that you guys could stay in here because they saw the passion that you guys have for your business. And they wanna make sure that they get to you know, enjoy exactly what you guys do mm-hmm. and continue to do and help support you. And I think that's something that, that you don't get if you were in New York City. Like I look at the gyms in New York City that are being shut down in this huge city and they're all out of business. Like, do they have that clientele? Yeah, there, there, there is a little bit of that clientele. But when you have a small town, you get that small town feel. Like, there is a lot of, like, support that we can get that you won't feel anywhere else, you know? And I think that's that's something that's really cool to hear that you guys made it through there and, and had to change on the fly and make things work. Mm-hmm. And no one realizes how much that was. The, 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 the change and retrain your staff. Like, there's, like honestly, I, and I, I can see it. No, I don't do it. Do what you guys do, but I can see the amount of work that you guys – had to go through that no one will ever understand that you had to do that so congrats for you guys for keeping open and keeping your head as much as you know it is a mental thing you still stay positive through that because you're here today and you're still here today you're still open and still producing damn good beer same same to you man (laughs) same to you like i i know we're it's not the same like we're we're forever changed i'd like to think for the most part for the better right like our staff we're all stronger having gone through this and congrats to you yeah. as well. Well, well thank you. Yeah. you said it very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and I want to know kind of, we're going to wrap this up a little bit. I want to know what's the future of little house brewing company. What, what do you guys got in store for the rest of the year? Um, we're going to start, know, let's just tackle that. What do you guys got in store for the rest of the year? Events, yeah. anything like that. We're going to yeah. start acquiring a few other breweries. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a long-running joke, and I like to throw, throw around at people. We've actually gotten some people with that, but uh, I'm we're, like, we're selling the Budweiser. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are gonna have Bud on tap. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, What do you think I'm drinking right yeah, now? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I, I like to throw that throw that joke in our email blast that we do, and I've actually got gotten some people. Um, I, I mean, you, you know, yeah, good with that. One. Yeah, yeah. I got my own father with it. Oof. I'm like. No, we're not on, buying, dude. like, what are you talking about? Especially when the email went out during the pandemic. Like, come on. On like, April 1st. Yeah, on, <laughs> on, on, on April 1st. Yeah, we're a bit notorious for some April Fool's jokes. But um, I think it's first and foremost priority is it's getting back to what we just talked about, is being the cheers yeah. of Chester. Getting, and just getting back to where we were. Getting back to where we were, which we believe, still believe very strongly is a special thing, right? Like having a you know the brewery we wanted to have which is in the center of downtown and approachable with a lot of different beer styles want something for everybody like we want to get back to that i think beyond that um we you know 
we're we're gonna start bringing some more events to the tap room. You know, we, we might be you know we did some beer and cheese pairings in the past. And Heck yeah. Yoga in the beer garden. You know, primal path. And hey, truck. we'll do. We'll come down here and do a little workout in front of your place. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, cool. We have I got this no problem. New plaza and right I got front. plenty of heavy kegs. Hey, dude, yeah. let's go. Let's hey, rock and roll. A full keg of a full half barrel keg of beer weighs what one seventy. Depending on the styles, like one sixty, one sixty five. Oh yeah, it sucks. <laughs> oh, dude, let's go. Yeah, that's, that's I got my guys it's, here. I, I mean, this, this I mean, you guys are already <laughs> ripped. You know? Yeah, you know, and you know, you can work your your upper body and your your lower body. Yeah. You know, in terms of the liver is a muscle like any other. It needs to be exercised. So. <laughs> it does. It does. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's what I got. I'll let Carlisle add something well, to that. Yeah, what, what do you guys got going on uh, summer, fall time? Anything, any big events coming up there? We're hoping, we're hoping um, that we'll be able to do our birthday party, uh, which will be early August. Um, that'll be our, our third birthday, so... You know, yeah, talking truck, talk, talk truck themed and um, getting out of the terrible twos. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they were some terrible twos. They were right. <laughs> we just stop biting people. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we, we we struggle with that. Oktoberfest, October. We we did an Oktoberfest, our first, our first year. We did it in mm-hmm. 2018. Um, so it was like our first event ever. Yeah, it was um, huge, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah and that, that, this place was packed. Was nuts. We have more space yeah. now for events. And we've like got that more too. space now, and we're a little better at the whole like spreading things out. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys got an outdoor patio. So behind us, you not only have this entire patio out here, but you go up the stairs, you have another covered mm-hmm. patio as well. Mm-hmm. You have patios out front. Yeah. You have the place inside here. So you guys got as, as little house as this is, mm-hmm. you have a lot bigger space than a lot of big time breweries do that just cram tons of you know, barrels in and, and, and seats randomly. Like, honestly, I like how spaced out and you have almost like different environments. You've got the hops that are growing up here that look freaking awesome. Your environment and setup is legit guys. Like I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. So yeah, I mean like events and and always new beers and we, we've been doing a lot more bottle releases. So look for special release beers from us. And where, where can we get, and where can people get your beer? Obviously here, right in 16 Main Street, Chester. Yep. But where else can they get your beer at? Um, we're pretty much always on tap, you know, at the restaurants in Chester, at River Tavern, Auto. We're on tap at the Pataconk. Um, where else? Red House in Red Deep House River. In Deep oh, River. heck yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome barbecue place if you haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're usually on tap there. Uh, periodically, we'll be on at Eli's, Eli Cannon's in Middletown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fluctuates we're a small brewery obviously so our what we can sell in-house versus out-of-house varies based on yeah you're gonna be mostly local yeah yeah but, but you, you, you guys yeah. tell us where do you want to see us on tap yeah that's how we roll we, we've if someone reaches Primal out to tap. us and we've got beer available <laughs> it's it's gonna go on tap there so yeah. <laughs> and that's happened many times again too like if it, you know people come, stop by and they're like oh i live in you know Danbury or I don't know some somewhere else somewhere close like Ch- Cheshire or something like that like just okay yeah, all right like if I can if I can drive a keg there it'll it'll happen eventually yeah. <laughs> I, I live in New Haven again like I'll bring uh, lo- uh, logs of beer to Barcade or you know Rudy's right heck around yeah. the corner for me like a lot of good spots there um, so just let us know I guess heck yeah yeah so one thing I always like to do to all of our guests, and I don't want to say do to them, uh, what I want you guys to do to our, for our listeners is give out some sort of like positive thing that's the mantra you live by, 
some sort of words of advice or something that you live your life by that's in a positive, that's doing something positive in your life, something you do in the morning, something you live by, whatever it is. And I'd love to have you each put something out there. That's a tough one. It is a tough oh, one. You got something? I mean, something. I know. He's, he's, I haven't always been doing it, but recently. He's better at this than me. And this ties in nicely because you have fitness and I do beer, but. <laughs> I have started running again every morning. I don't Heck go yeah. that far. I do like three to five miles. Uh, I do it. I try and do it six days a week, give myself one off day. But I've seen, especially over the last year, I, I consistently have only been doing it for a few months now. But my, my like mental well-being of having that half an hour to like just ground myself, to start my day off on the right foot, like that's been that's been big for me. Um, and I Heck yeah. doing doing just doing something that's active and like just for me. Like I've never I've never run listening to music. It's just me like having some good time to like it's like almost shower thoughts but better because Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really awesome. Like I'm I'm a big fan of that too. I love fitness in the morning. It gets the brain going especially if you're running for a long period of time, it kind of allows you to focus and, and think about your day and also think about the importance of it, but it just helps set your day up. You're successful in the morning, first thing in the morning, you're out running, you successfully already got fitness in, now it's time to check those other boxes where if you like hit that snooze 10 times and then you're already set yourself up for a very lazy day and we all need those, don't get me wrong, we all need those lazy days, but if we, we kind of find that movement to help wake that mind up, wake that body up right in the morning, that's awesome. Yeah, Sam, I, you got one? I think I do. I mean, first of all, I just want to echo that echo that because, like, it took me way too long. I, I haven't got quite back into running yet, but I've been, like, hitting the spin bike and stuff. Hell yeah. It's taken me too long to realize the strength of the impact that has on your mental well-being. I think, obviously, this year has, has helped me realize that. You know, just getting active a couple days in a row, it's like, wow, I actually – feel better and I want to get to doing it in the morning because you brought up a really good point I agree with it's like having that box checked at the start of the day so for me I'm getting to the point where I have that box checked whenever I can get it done in the day that's not super sustainable so I don't know I'm just echoing that I think no that, I, I, think I think that's it's a really good thing because I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you Sam like I think a lot of people are like yeah, I like to get that checked off, but I'm going to get it fixed and like I do that a lot I'm like uh, I, I have this in the morning this in the morning let me shove in a half hour workout right here. And then sometimes a half hour here and it varies throughout the day. Yeah. But if you can set yourself up to that habit and that system of like waking up, even if it means you're waking up an hour early to go get that done, that box is checked. You are, yeah. you're starting the day and fitness in the morning really wakes you up. So there's plenty of people that are in the exact same shoes as you, Sam, and same thing as you got yeah. And I think that's awesome. I one other, like, I guess one mantra thing is like, I think Hunter S. Thompson, it's the, the mm. good, good people do good beer thing. <laughs> yeah. Among amongst other uh, musings, Hunter S. Thompson, Thompson has a lot of good. But stuff. I believe he, he he at least was one of the people that said good people drink good beer. And I'm not trying to say like oh like you should really drink Little House. It's good beer. Um, but I think, I am though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I I just think there's a lot of depth to that. Like you know, good people drink and eat and consume good things from other good people. Yeah. And, yeah. and Support, supporting local. Yeah, yeah supporting local. Supporting. You know, it's heck yeah. Chester's Chester's one small town. We're one small brewery, like across the state, across the country. Mm -hmm. And 
we were we were so fortunate as we talked about like during covid having that local support chester fared really well like the restaurants had local support as well i don't want to speak for them but you know it's if you're supporting your local businesses your your local communities will continue to thrive and and grow and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're all on that same page. You know, as business owners, you know, it's great to be big time, but at the same time, it's the small time that really shines the effort that we put in. Mm-hmm. When you become that huge, big number and everyone knows you and you got millions and millions of followers, yeah, there's something important about that and congratulations. But I like, I like being personal with people. And I think that's what you guys get too, is you get to know your mm-hmm. clients, you get to talk to them, you get to understand their life, they get to learn about your story. Same way I like to learn about my clients. And I think there's something about that, especially in the world that's so much based on social media, the world that's based on the internet. We, like whether it's Little House Brewing or whether it's Primal Path, what we're trying to do is build that face-to-face communication now, build back the roots of what people are built on. The, 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 the you know, primal method of communication is this. Mm-hmm. And I love that because there's something you get when you sit down and talk to people, the energy you feel, the way you can actually feel the emotions that you don't get on that internet, you don't get on that social media. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for taking your time today. Yeah, thank uh, you. For thank sitting you down. Thank you so much for coming, man. You know, I want to say this, please, Come check out Little House Brewing Company. Phenomenal beer. Honestly, I've, I've been to Germany. I've been all over the world. And literally their beer tastes like, uh, their, their Kroll was just like straight out of Germany. I'm, an, I'm not going to lie. Come to find out they get all your hops and, or you get all your uh, grains and stuff like that straight <laughs> straight from 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 the uh, the the, uh, the mothership pretty much, I would say. So like, honestly, come check their beer out. Come check this place out. Come say hi to Sam and Carlisle. Look at what's going on here. It's definitely worth it. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys.